Monster Test! Oh man, I want to be in this club so bad. I just, oh man, I'm never gonna remember any of these things. Oh, it's, 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 I don't well, remember. Here, here. The... calm down, calm down. Okay. I have, I have some notes so that way you can remember. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Remember, what first thing that's important is Wolfman has Nards. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah that's right. Wolfman has Nards. That's right. right. I, I couldn't remember that. The now. second thing is remember the mummies in the closet. Oh yeah, the mummies in the closet, and also the the creature that's eating the eating the Twinkies. Exactly. Creatures okay, okay, Twinkies. okay, yep, okay. Yep, important, important. Now, remember that there's the virgins that aren't really virgins. Oh, yeah, the virgins that aren't really virgins. It's kind of oh. tricky, but, you know, you got to oh, remember Okay, okay, okay. And the most important thing, scary German guys. Oh, yeah, scary German guys. Okay, I can't forget that. I'm not going to forget that. And something about um, listeners. And listeners' uh, discretion is uh, uh, improvised? No, 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 no. Improvised. No. Advised. That's advised. it. Advised. Exactly. Listener discretion is advised. That's right. Now, also, there's going to be a lot of adult situations, like vampire virgins trying to come and kill you, remember? Oh, yeah, and uh, and uh, guys saying bogus. Big guys. Uh, what yeah. the bogus. Like that. That's exactly. it. That's it. Oh, okay. So I think I'm ready. Thanks a lot. All right. Are you ready? Yep. One, One two, two, three. Monster Squad! And we review episode 12. The problem is, a 2,000 year old dead guy does not get up and walk away by himself. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Movie Review. I'm your host, Zan, and with me again is Zoro. <laughs> you with your. Whoosh, whoosh. Yes. Exactly. It's a pretty cool. Today's going to be a very fun episode because if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Movie Review, well, we rolled the Dodecahedron of movies. And Dictator Anders will be reviewing, well, a pretty fun movie. But we're going to get into that in a bit. So, first off, we should tell who we are, because we are the Sparkin Movie Review. Yes. And pretty much what we do is every episode, we'll review one or two movies, or just one movie, really. And we'll talk about, give you some information about it. That way, you don't go to a movie store and say, hey, this movie looks really cool because the cover is really shiny and pretty, and... Well, it's something that sucks. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you don't have to agree with anything we say, but hey, I've heard we're entertaining. And, we try. We try. And also, if you want to check out our, our parent podcast, the Sparkin Monger Review, same website. Both of them are at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at sparkin at gmail.com. Or, if you want to send us personal fan mail, zan at sparkin.com. Or, Zorro, that's Z-O-R-R-O, 
at gmail.com. Yes, and also, you do have a forum account, but you haven't been on the forums back in .rapboards.com. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, my computer's down currently, but I will be very soon visiting that forum. Yes, and it's going to be pretty cool. And Big Rick, please don't ask us to do the Debbie. Please. I know you want us to review the Debbie, but, you know, I don't feel clean going to website and be like, I want to order Debbie Does Dallas, because I'm going to, they're going to send me, all right, you order Debbie Does Dallas, so you want Fuckers 37 and and uh, Girls Gone Crazy number 12. and Yeah, no, what we're trying to do is, like, cult classic film. Something that, like, if you watch, you feel a little bit intelligent after. You you watch something worth more than 30 seconds of your time. Well, we've done, so, we yeah. do other things besides. We do funny movies, regular movies. We do cult classics. We even do things like Valentine's Day, which was done with the illustrious and wonderful Belle Chan, who's currently mad at me. Well, stuff happened. But hence the reason why she hasn't been in a couple of episodes. We had a little... But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the movie. So, the movie we're reviewing right now is... Monster Squad, in case you haven't heard of it before. Yeah, it's an older movie which came out around 1987 and was directed by Fred Decker and produced by Jonathan Zimbert. Zimbert? He sounds like a uh, like an old like Ziggy comic character. Hello, I am Zimbert! Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Yeah, well, anyway, so with the movie Monster Squad, what it's about is that it's kind of like 80s movie. Well, I guess it is 87, like 80s into the 90s. But what really goes on is that in the beginning of the movie, there's an airplane flying, and you see, like, you know, it's like a scary scene. Like, there's lightning, and it's raining and stuff. And, like, the guys, like, hear something in the back, but it's a cargo plane. So it's only supposed to be the two pilots, and that's it. And you see Dracula is in the actual airplane, which is kind of cool for, like, a beginning of a movie. It really sucks you in and, like, starts the movie on a, a good premise, you know? Yeah, and what happens is that the guy freaks out, and they end up dropping a, a bunch of boxes, and Dracula turns into a bat and flies away. Because the, the whole premise of this movie, even if we don't want to spoil it, because this does go past our 10-year rule, the premise is just, what if we took all the old-school monsters from all the old things you know, the creature from the Black Lagoon, the wolf Zombie, man, the Wolfman, the Dracula, and Frankenstein, and we threw them all in one movie. And that's who's in this movie. Like, it's pretty cool. There's Dracula, there's the, like you said, the creature from back of the room, or like the amphibious gill guy, um, Frankenstein, Wolfman, and um, uh, the, a 2,000-year-old zombie, which is yeah, pretty the, cool. The Mummy, which we've all seen. And surprisingly, it, it aged kind of well. Yeah, we um, uh, took a second viewing of it just to get ready for the podcast here, and uh, it, like, it impressed me pretty much. Like, it keeps your attention, and it's a pretty good film, so definitely. Yeah, and the irony is this movie's a cult classic, but the movie was an insanely big flop. I mean, the movie was made for $12 million, supposedly. We don't have an exact amount. And the gross revenue for it was $3 million. Yeah, so I'd say it lost money. What did you say, though? Yeah, it lost a lot of money. It made money later on, like a DVD and movie sales and things, but the movie itself, it's... It was a big flop. But what I'm, what, what makes the movie interesting in my aspect is that um, what I haven't got to yet, in the movie there's these monsters that kill people, like real people, grown-up people. And the monster squad, or the people that are supposed to combat the monsters, are all... 12, 13, 14 years old. Nine, Nine, seven. five. So there's these young-ass kids that are trying to go out and save the whole world from monsters. But, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's just completely... The parents and the adults are completely... Oblivious. They have no idea. The kids don't want to tell their parents because they're kind of like, well, what are parents going to do? They're not going to believe us. They're going to think that we're joking and stuff. But they have a seven-foot-tall Frankenstein hiding out in their treehouse, <laughs> which is like really Yeah, crazy. and it's really just what the hell. And it's-, and it's funny because at first these kids, like two of them get along and they're big nerds, they're like big into monsters and stuff. And then there's the one cool kid, the guy who's like, you know, failed school like three times, like the fourth grade. And like he pulls up in his bike and like, lights a match off the back of his shoe and stuff and like he's like the bad guy with the black leather jacket like it's really 80s but the thing is that he is the cool kid but he stands up for the little guy because exactly the brother takes care of the the fat kid as they call him his actual name is fat kid too which is pretty funny yeah you don't know his name at the end of the fucking movie yeah Horace that's probably why they call him fat kid instead of Horace because who would who would name their kid Horace in the 2000s like honestly you know, but it's pretty Someone cool. from the South or someone from England? <laughs> yeah, maybe from England. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff. And the funnier thing is that this is, was a PG movie, yet there is so much profanity that these little kids are saying. Yeah, little kid, like, this five-year-old girl who's talking to her older brother who's 12 calls him, oh, don't be chicken shit. <laughs> like, I mean, stuff like that is pretty funny. A five-year-old girl telling her 12-year-old brother, don't be a chicken shit. Because... When she first brings out the Frankenstein guy, like I said, the seven-foot-tall beast, she's maybe, like, you know, 45 pounds, like, maybe four feet tall, holding him with, like, all four of her fans holding one of his fingers, and, like, her brother and all the Monster Squad run in terror from this monster, hide behind <laughs> garbage cans everything, and they're just looking at him like... Like nothing. But. Yeah, no. It's a. It was pretty inventive. How was it wasn't. They got away with a lot of violence, a lot of little things here and there, and it is '80s nostalgic crazy. Like you see the original logo for Burger King, you see the original Pepsi logo, you see stuff like Robotech on the wall and the Amazing Spider-Man. Well, and- besides like that stuff, you also see things that you just don't see anymore. Like for example, there's a cop or the, the guy. The, the main character, his name is Sean. That's the leader of the Monster Squad. His father is a police officer. Sir, and his him, his father's mother having marital problems and stuff, and the cop is smoking everywhere. Like you do not see that, especially in New York anymore. He's smoking in his job. He's smoking in his car. He's smoking in his bedroom. He's smoking in a, in a restaurant. Smoking and, in a museum. In a museum, <laughs> like stuff you don't see. It was funny because I was watching another eighties. Just a side note, I was watching another eighties movie the other day, Golden Child. In the Golden Child, they have a whole entire plane with people smoking cigarettes. Like, you can't even see the people because there's so much smoke, and people are like, <coughs> like, dying. I'm like, they don't even smoke on planes. Like, you'd start the plane on fire if that many people are smoking. Like, it was just hilarious. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big culture shock with a lot of little things they do. Like, with the marital problems, like, it's like, the kids are, well, the one, Sean is, knows what's going on. He knows that him and the, the mother and father are fighting, and the daughter, who's five, is completely oblivious to what's going on. Yeah. And, but to go back to the Monster Squad one more time. Um, so, all right. The way it works is that there are these two kids who are nerds. And they just like talking about, like, comic books and monsters. And they actually refer to one of their teachers as a cat lady. Because the way she has her hair in the film, she looks like a cat lady. And the teachers bring her to school. And they say, you have to stop fantasizing about these monsters and these comic books. And their teachers and their parents just think it's, like, something that the kids are doing for fun. Like, it's not really It's a phase. You know? so they'll grow out of it. Exactly. And anyway, the, the kid 
ends up going to like a garage sale or a book sale or something like that and finds a book that says it's Van Helsing's diary. Like the real Dr. Van Helsing, the guy who chased down like Dracula and vampires and stuff. And the kid is like, oh wow, this is awesome, right? But the thing is, the, the whole diary is in German. Because Van Helsing was in German and he lived in Germany. Yeah, and so he's like, what the hell am I supposed so, to do with this? How am I supposed to read this? That's where the... Scary German guy comes in. Because there's this weird neighbor who... They're freaking out of this guy. And he's just a, a guy who looks... He likes his solitude. He doesn't really interact with the community. And everyone thinks, oh, he's an axe murderer. He's this, he's that. And in reality, he's a very nice man. Well, I mean, in their defense, I think everyone has, like, that lives in a development or something, has, like, a scary house that, like, you know, no one really goes there. And they make stories about it and stuff like that. Put it that way. That was this guy's house. He was, like, the scary house on the block, you know? Like, always the windows were shut. You never saw him come out. Nothing like that, you know? Anyway, so they, so they referred to this guy as scary German guy. But they realize they need someone to transfer to translate the, the the diary for them, you know? Yeah. And one day they're staying there in front of scary German guy's house, trying to figure out how to like decipher the book, and he pulls up. Like he's outside coming in and they like jump out their skin, he invites them in and he he lands up being a really nice guy. Yes, and he translates it and he thinks it's a story and he's like, you know, he's being very hospitable and he says, You probably thought I was a monster, I'm not a monster. And they tell him, you know a lot about monsters, don't you? And he's like, I, th- I think I do. And you notice as he's closing the door, because he's letting them leave, you see he has a concentration camp tattoo, tattoo on his arm. Exactly. Which I would so have liked to see more that he's, It shows that he's been through a lot, and that he, 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 like, you know... But still, in the same sense, it's a key part of the movie, you know? Um, but it, in their defense, in the kids' defense, too, he was a scary-looking dude. Yeah, he, he was. Like, he looked like a 70-year-old conehead with fake teeth that, like, would kill you if you got the chance. But, I mean, yes. he was a nice guy, but it's still, like, yeah. just a little bit of a freaky-looking person. Yes, well, meanwhile, he, the main, Sean, he got a phone call from a Mr. Alucard, who wanted to get a hold of the book for potential ambersant signs. <laughs> it was like, ambersant signs, really? Not dollar signs? Come on big little taboo but so he's gonna buy it and obviously if you've read if you listen to our helsing review you know that alucard equals dracula <laughs> spelled backwards exactly if you take the if you take the word dracula spell it backwards it's the word alucard yes so dracula supposedly would tell normal people that his name was not dracula because he would scare them but that his name was alucard because most people aren't smart enough to figure it out yeah when the kid figured it out it was kind of stupid because he's just writing the name and messing around. i thought it was, it was like he was doing a jumble for a newspaper it was pretty funny it would have been funnier or better if he actually looked in a mirror and saw it that would have been kind of cool yeah, yeah but so what happens is you find out that the journal says that there is this talisman which on one time a year it is yeah so like part of the monster squad is in the german's house and he's, they're eating pie, which is pretty funny, because he has this big knife, and, like, you think he's going to kill them, but he just cuts a piece of pie. And, like, he's translating the the diary. the diary, and he says to them, like, you know, that there's a talisman that is supposed to be indestructible and be part of good, but once every hundred years, the talisman can be destroyed. And if it's destroyed, all evil beings will be able to take over the world, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And the, of course, obviously, it's the next day is the hundred year time when it's gonna exactly the hundred year anniversary is in one day. And magically, these kids found this diary the day before and are trying to like now put the pieces together. Now, while all this is going on, Dracula 
was in the plane, like we said, that's the very start of the movie, and he was next to a box. In the box getting transported was Frankenstein. Now, the, the, the person dropped Frankenstein into a moat, which landed up being mysteriously, miraculously right in front of Dracula's lair. And of Dracula's lair, like, you see him pull together the, his, his bad guys. He pulls together Wolfman, who's actually a real person. And one thing that's cool in this movie is if you're into the whole Wolfman thing, there's Wolfman transformations that are, like, famous. Like, the one from Werewolf in, in England? In London, it? yeah. In London? That's the one where, like, they're real. The part of the movie is it shows a normal person getting transferred into the Wolfman. And in this movie, being that it's an A's movie, they have two different transformation scenes. And they're kind of cheesy, but in the same sense, it shows that, like, you know, it was a well-done movie. No, it was... Or, I guess, a (laughs) well-attempted... No, it was the design for the transformation was pretty cool, and the the basic design of him was cool, but the look of him, he looks like a fucking cat person. Yeah, I don't know, like, there was a cat lady in this, and werewolf looked like a cat, which is kind of, I don't know. Yeah, they could have done a little bit, but it still was a good attempt in the, the... when he turned into it, and also, the fact that the werewolf wasn't a villain... He was a victim of circumstances, like they originally were portrayed. Like he said, "Look, you have to lock me up. I'm a werewolf, and people wouldn't believe him. They shot him. He turned into a werewolf anyway." Or, "Look, Dracula holds him hostage, and he's like, i 'I've given you a lethal dosage to keep you calm until you put something on a little more comfortable.'" Yeah. So part of part of Dracula's crew or, or, or monsters that he had really weren't bad, but they were under Dracula's control. Like for example. Werewolf was kind of like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. When he was in his human form, he actually didn't want to hurt anybody and actually tried to prevent himself from hurting people. But once he became werewolf, he was a bad person, you know? Uh, Frankenstein's monster. Dracula, during the movie, tells him to go to Sean and steal the diary from him. And if he doesn't steal it, to to kill the kids. He says, kill the children if they try and stop you, you know? But when Frankenstein meets Sean's little sister, you know... He actually becomes nice and good. So two out of the five bad monsters were actually decent. So it was kind of... And the mummy, well, the mummy's just a 2,000-year-old mummy who literally no one notices as he's walking around. Yeah, he leaves, like, a museum from his, like, sarcophagus and actually just walks out. And part of the movie is that, like, well, okay, so did you hear anybody come in? No. Did you see anybody leave? No. Um, did you take him? <laughs> did you take him? <laughs> it's like, well, how do 2,000-year-old dead guys walk away and then you see him walking down the street? Like, Ugh. <laughs> Oh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, and then and then there's Dracula himself. But part of the scene is that when they're, when they're trying to get Frankenstein out the water, it's like the gathering of the bad guys, you know? But then there's also the gathering of the good guys. Like, the gathering of the bad guys is trying to, to wake up Frankenstein, and which is pretty funny because Dracula has this cane, and out of the cane, like, Frankenstein's dead. He pulls the cane's ears, and the cane becomes, like, like, jumper cables. And he attaches the cane's ears, like, with long wires that are still attached to the cane, to Frankenstein's earlobes, like the metal lobes, and then it becomes, like, this giant staff, and, like, lightning hits it, and, like, he, he jumpstarts Frankenstein, which is amazing. Yes, and it's it was... Crazy. It's there's also an unintentional funny scene where you see that he's trying to get the box with Frankenstein out of the moat, and he's holding his staff. It looks like he's doing magical powers, and he looks like he's focusing really hard. And the it's going up. It's like you think he's using the force. Yeah, or you some think shit. that like that Dracula has like 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 you know ability powers to like move stuff, move objects with just his thought. Like he's got the force, but then underneath it is the. 
the blackness, no, 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 like the black, creature from the black lagoon just lifts it up, and, and then he has a look like he's dumbfounded, like, huh? And then he just throws it. So, yeah, but anyway, so there's a meeting of the bad monsters, and then there's a meeting of the monster squad. What happens is that, like, Sean and Sean's best friend, I don't Patrick. even know, Patrick, that was his best friend's name, you know, are the big dorks who are into, you know, comic books and stuff. And, and then they have the fat kid Horace who kind of just tags around with them, you know, because he doesn't have anything better to do. So he's part of the Monster Squad. Then there's this young kid who's, like, probably seven or eight years old, Eugene, who always is with his dog. I don't know what to deal with always with his dog. But anyway, he's part of the Monster Squad. How do you get that dog up the, up into the, the clubhouse? Yeah, that's one of the things they say is the dog is always in the clubhouse, which is probably a good 20, 25 feet in the air. But somehow he gets it up there. Anyway, and then there's the kid, Rudy. The kid who's like, you know, the guy in the leather jacket. Like the cool 14-year-old when everyone else is 12. And like, the only reason he really joins the squad, which is pretty funny, is that the kid Patrick's sister lives next door. And she's hot. She's probably like 17, but like smoking, like big boobs, like kind of slutty. You know? And she changes all the time in front of her window, like gets naked. And he's just like... Oh, I gotta get in this club <laughs> because she's looking at Patrick's sister <laughs> and using a camcorder or or uh, old camera, going <laughs> like trying to take pictures. So the only reason he wants in the club is just so he can choke, scope out chicks. But like, so that's the good guys and the bad guys are Dracula, creature from the Black Lagoon, werewolf, zombie, uh, mummy, and Frankenstein. Yes, and also the other thing is that in order for them to save the amulet, they have to get a hold of the amulet. And the stroke of midnight, one's vulnerable, they're supposed to say an incantation. Well, a virgin is supposed to say an incantation, and it'll open up a vortex and suck all the bad guys and everything evil away. So they have three things they gotta do. They have to break into the house, which Dracula's in, get the amulet. They have to stay alive, they have to find a virgin, and they have to complete this all in maybe ten hours. Well, the other thing is that they don't realize where the amulet is, but they're hoping that Dracula has it. So anyway, they find out where Dracula is because he's the one who left the kid a note to like come get the money from him if he gives him the diary or whatever. And um, uh, so they go looking for the amulet because they want to try and like save the world, you know. And going into Dracula's house, they pretty much get attacked by some of the monsters. Like 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 there's um uh, an explosion because. See, if Dracula gets the amulet and destroys it, then bad wins. If the good guys get the amulet and do the incantation, then they save the world. So everyone's after this amulet. And anyway, Dracula finds it in his lair, but he has to get to it because Van Helsing, 100 years ago, hid it behind like stone walls and put crosses up to try and protect from it. But he's trying to get it anyway. So they break into his lair... And they're trying to get to the, trying to find the amulet, but they land up getting attacked by the Wolfman. And also, this at this point, you discover the truth that Wolfman has Nars. Yes. yes, gets kicked right in the junk, goes down, down goes Wolfman. Down. Well, the funny thing is, this is that like Wolfman comes out, rah, 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 like trying to attack the kids, and the one kid's like, kick him in the nards <laughs> because he, they, they're, they're kids, they don't know what to do. And he's like, what? He's like, kick him in the nards. Wolfman doesn't have nards. Kick him. So he kicks him in the junk, and he goes down for the count. And the fat kid's there like, Wolf Mash, Nudge, whoa! Like, it's like the funniest scene in the movie. Ah! Kick him in the Kick him in the Nudge! He doesn't have Nudge! Do it, do it! Ah! Wolfman's got Nudge! Come on, come on! And 
Denzel, they so, run yeah. away, and then suddenly you have the fact that besides Wolfman, you have three girls that were supposed to be Dracula's dinner, but now that he was, like, sucking on them, they became vampires. So, like, you're kind of in this, like, weird crossway where, like, they're stuck, and they have Dracula trying to get them one way, the vampire bitches another way, Wolfman another way, and you're like, oh, these kids are fucked, you know? And then they find a hidden lever which leads them into the area, and they get the amulet, and then they leave. And then they get the amulet, because they actually, like, they go into, like, a hidden room, they find the amulet, and Dracula's about to get them, but when he gets them, like, you know, he's, he's, trying to, he's trying to grab the kid. The fat kid, Horace, who has food, because he's a fat kid, stuck in his pants. You know, he's got a slice of pizza in, a, in aluminum foil, opens it up, and puts the pizza on Dracula's face. And he puts on his face, you, you hear Dracula, ah, and, like, it actually burns his face. Which is kind of like, I mean, like I said, there are little scenes that are, that are pretty Yeah, cool. you got the garlic on the pizza, and he's, you know. Exactly, and of course, like, Dracula and garlic. And of course the fat kid would just have the pizza because he's a fucking fat kid. Alright. And what happens during this whole entire time is that, like, again, it's the day of the occurrence where a hundred years passes and the amulet is going to become vulnerable at midnight, right? So it's probably like eight, nine o'clock now, and while they're looking for the amulet, they send Rudy and Patrick to go ask Patrick's sister if she's a virgin or not. <laughs> So, like, they ask her, and she says yes, you know, and you're like, okay, no problem, everything's good. So now they just got to find some place with the amulet, read the incantation, and then that's it. They open up the, the limbo, and all the bad guys will be good, and they'll inchance the sister takes German, she can kind of figure it out. It's like in um, the Goonies when the girl said, I can play, you know, we need someone who can play harsh record. I can play piano, and... Yeah, she can't play for sure. <laughs> yes, but anyway, it's, it's like, so, like, the kids are trying to get away, but the monsters are still trying to stop them. Like, perfect example, the zombie guy, who goes really slow, so I don't know how he got them, like, two miles down the road. But anyway, he jumps on the back of their truck, and he's trying to get them, trying to get them, and the kid... Rudy decides to, well, he just says, you know what, fuck this, and he takes out a bow and arrow, which he stole, because they armored up beforehand, which was kind of a cool sequence, because they actually went and did all this stuff to get weapons, like, they stole this and that. Well, yeah, they stole, like, like, like they knew that they were going to fight, so they stole, like, crossbows, and, like, they made stakes at woodshop, made silver bullets and shit, so, so they were ready for war. They, so he takes really a fight. bow and arrow they stole, and he shoots a line with a piece of the mummy onto the ground. So here's the ground. So the mummy's holding on. He's holding on. And then he notices something. He's like, he's shaking for some reason. Then he looks back and he sees his leg is starting to unravel. It's starting to unravel because the thing is that part of his, like, you know, bandages were attached to this arrow shot into the tree. So, like, as the truck is pulling away, the mummy's staying behind. <laughs> and so he falls apart because he has nothing. So he completely unravels and there's nothing but sand underneath. So that's it. The end of the mummy. Mummy is dead so, and they end up in now they're in there. So they're trying to figure out where to go to do this incantation. They say, okay, town's in the middle of town. There's a big church. Let's go there. So they go to the center of town and they try to get in the church. The church is locked. So, like, forget it. We'll just do it outside. And meanwhile, Dracula's freaking pissed off, he proceeds to drive to the kid's house, sees they aren't there, for no reason, takes out some dynamite, lights it, and throws it in their clubhouse, blows it up, and then his dad shows up, and he's like, stop, I will stop you, because I'm a cop. Meanwhile, his retarded 
uh, partner partners in the car saying everything'll be fine. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be fine, and he gets blown up. <laughs> Dracula, I guess, because he's old, just decides to carry sticks of dynamite, like really big <laughs> sticks of dynamite, inside of his pocket. So he pulls out a stick of a stick of dynamite, throws it in the Monster Squad clubhouse, blows up the Monster Squad clubhouse, then comes outside. And the dad, Sean's dad, the father of the cop, is sitting there with his gun drawn, right? So Dracula pulls out another stick of dynamite, throws it on the cop car, blows up the cop car. With Crazy. the annoying guy who pissed me off for the time, because he was like the most useless character in the movie. Exactly. And he, did, he couldn't even open the door, he's like, what do I, what do I, I would be like, fuck this, just jump out. Something, something, yeah, definitely. And then he but takes... Anyway, so like, the guy tries to shoot Dracula, Dracula just takes it like nothing and goes, I'm gonna kill your son. And then he transfers into a bat and like leaves. So, you yeah. know that shit's going to go down. So, now it's just the finale, which we don't want to spoil, because you should watch this movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. But, but I mean, in the same sense, we're going to spoil it anyway. Yes, <laughs> like, there's this, the cool thing is that the fat kid, because the bully, surprisingly, one of them played by the older brother from Wonder Years, who is a dick, yeah. Horace ends up saving them, and they're like, fat kid, you did a good job. And he's like, my name is Horace. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And the other thing that I gotta say, no matter what, is that, so, the whole time, they're counting on reading this incantation, and that the Virgin's gonna read it, and that they're gonna open up the hole to Limbo, and that all the bad guys are gonna go away. Anyway, we don't wanna spoil it, but the girl, who's kinda, like I said, a little bit slutty, a little bit nasty look, well, she's hot, but she's still, like, a little whore, like... She finishes reading the incantation, and they're like, yeah, 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 we did it, we did it. And then they're like, where's the limbo? Where's the whole thing? Right? And then they look at her, and they go, are you a virgin? And she looks at them, and she she shakes her head, and goes, no! What do you mean, no? And then she says, this is the funniest side of the whole movie, well, there was Steve, but that doesn't count. And then the brother's like, doesn't count! <laughs> like, and honestly, guys, forget guys, girls, if there is girls listening to this, like, what do you mean doesn't count? <laughs> like, I mean, does it? I want to clarify what does not I'm, count. I mean, does kidding. it mean? Does it mean is it in the pooper? Is that is, it, is that is it in the pooper? Is it just a, is it just a beach? What? Yeah, yeah. Explain because, this to it's us. Because he was wearing a condom, it doesn't count. Or is it because you didn't finish it? It doesn't count. Or he didn't finish it, doesn't count. Like what, what does it mean? Like, but I mean, for the most part, if it's in, then it's in. <laughs> That's it. So. I don't, but that was pretty funny. Yes, but, but yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah, so, yeah. The ending is it's 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 since it is a kids movie, we could say it has a. I don't think it's a kids movie. I wouldn't say it's a kids movie because like, I think that little kids who watch it might get scared a little bit. But in the same sense, if you are into like horror movies, or if you're into like you know just a good drama suspense movie. And you're from the 80s or 90s even. Like, if you watch this movie, you'd be impressed. It won't... It's not, like, wasting two hours of your life. It's... I mean, again, it's an 80s movie. So if you don't want to look at, like, cheesy 80s, like, film... Cinema photography, then... I don't even know if that's a word. Cinematography. Cinematography's a word. I don't know. Cinema filmography is not a word, but... (laughs) I mean, it has good graphics in it, and it holds up pretty well, and the the 20th anniversary was really well done. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that we haven't even talked about. Like, for example, like, Dracula's got this really crazy hearse that, like, he goes to a different car with, and, like, there's this... There's all these little things. Yeah, little scenes that, like, you know, are, 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 are pretty cool. So if you were to watch this, I would give it. I'm giving it a thumbs up. Well, we gotta give our rating, of course, because oh, for those oh. you don't know, we have our rating system. Because most podcasts do thumbs up, or they do. It's gonna be one out of ten, or three out of ten, or they do some star system. We have our word. Uh, it's a phrase. 
Each phrase means a different part of our rating. Our first rating, which is our lowest of the low, is you protest outside your local red box so that <laughs> no one rents this reprehensible piece of shit. Well, this would be protest outside your old video store. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a red box. But <laughs> so anyway, so the next one is our it's okay but not great. There's only like a few redeeming factors, and that is you have it in the background while you surf the internet for porn. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good reading. And then like you that. have our middle of the ground. It wasn't great, wasn't bad. That is our worth watching on DVD or in theaters once. It's not bad. Then we have our almost like almost a perfect movie, but it could be better, which is borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered the candy of your choice or food of your choice. And for you it would be the candy of choice for me. Whenever I go to a movie theater, I have to get raisin nuts. I don't know what it is. Every single time I go watch a movie in the films, I have, like, at the movies, I have to get cherry slushy, uh, box of popcorn, and raisinets. I don't know so, what it is, but whenever I go to movies, that's what I get. So it's going to be, uh, for you, it's going to be just borrow from a friend, don't return unless offered raisinets, and cherry slushy. Yep. And then our number one rating, our highest rating possible, which would be really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't watch this movie now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell up, and your soul will be forfeit to the 12th layer of hell where you'll be forced to watch episode one for all eternity while Jar Jar's in the background saying, Miss, I love you! Miss, I love you! Miss, I love you! While getting really, suck. really close to you. So. That would suck so bad. So, <laughs> what would you give Zorro this what I would give this movie is that if you had it on DVD or watched it in the movies once, it's definitely worth it. So, like, let's say that you guys go to your local Blockbuster, your local Best Buy, your local Target, your local whatever, and you see Monster Squad there, probably in the four ninety nine bin, the two ninety nine bin on DVD. If you buy it, you will not regret it. You'll watch it, and you'll be like, wow, this is a movie I could probably watch a second time. So mm-hmm. that's the reason. So you're giving it the watch worth watching once twice. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree. Yeah. I'm going to give it just worth watching in, on DVD or in the theaters once, because it's a good movie, but it's not a great movie. Again, like it's not something I'm going to go around recommending to all my friends. Like, man, you got to watch this movie, man. But in the same sense, like... Yeah, like, you young whippersnappers won't like this movie. Yep, yep. I know that Zan has a copy of it. I have a copy of it. It's worth having a copy of. Yeah, it's worth having a copy of at least. And um, the Trabajo's calling. Nah, I I got him. We'll get back to that later. Yes, as you know, I have a mysterious and unusual job, which gives me weird hours. But it's probably just something ranting about because my boss is... uh, Well, anyway. Being a professional gigolo is tough, I have to admit, yes. Kind of weird hours, yes. Oh, oh, when the one-legged lady calls, <laughs> you gotta answer. Oh, she yeah. pays good, nice tips. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And also the... Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so... Zan, so, your rating was what? Uh, middle Ground, which is the uh, worth watching in theaters once or on Having DVD. On DVD. Yes, okay. worth it. I'd say the same as that. Yes, so now comes the... Well, first off, you can send us any emails or comments or concerns on sparkin at gmail.com. Zan at Spirekin.com or Zorro.SpirekinReview at gmail.com. No, just Spirekin at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 206-350-8462. We'll, if we'll take anything as long as you're not a solicitor and we'll play it on air. Nice. Because lately all I've been getting is, Hi, this is Blank from Refinancing. Would you like to refinance your house to get out of the oh debt God. in the current recession? Like, I hate that. And you know what's really crazy is that my girlfriend gets emails about how to get her dick longer. <laughs> I kind of just don't understand that. Like, don't you think at least they can figure out, okay, is this at least a guy? Like, why would a girl want to get their dick longer? 
Like, I, maybe I guess if they have a boyfriend whose dick is really small, then maybe. But I mean, other than I mean, that, like. But on the other hand, what about the clip? What about what clip? Make the clip bigger. Why would a girl ever want that? Because then it's going to look like she has a dick. <laughs> and I mean, China, guess, China has that. Really? China oh. the wrestler. She has a, a Joan, what, Joanne, whatever the hell her last name is. She has a seven inch. Anyway, I don't want to hear about that. It's pretty. It's so pretty yeah, gross. It's pretty disgusting. It is. It yeah. is. Anyway, she's she's more like a man than. Well, now she looks a little better. She looks a little more feminine. <laughs> anyway, all right. So but anyway, um, so now it's the part we've all waited for, and it's, and it's a very special, a very interesting part of the Spyrokin Mong reviews use of the Dodecahedron of movies because next episode is going to be the start of our a theme. We have a theme month, our ooh. first real theme month, and yes, episode nine doesn't count, even though it's been broken into three parts. I'll get to the rest of it because just that we lost the first part. But anyway, so since it is going to be October, what do you think the theme month is going to be? Oktoberfest. Actually, that would have been really good, but no. <laughs> Let's do movies that you drink while you're fat, like Beer Fest and Beer Fest and, and, and Beer Fest and Beer Fest. Four weeks of Beer Fest. But no, we're going to be doing, well, we're following what every other podcast does, and that is... Horror movies. Ooh, <laughs> and so we got some interesting... We have nine, count them nine, for the Dodecahedron movies. Now, what is the Dodecahedron movies? It is a 12-sided dice. So yes, nine movies for 12 sides. That makes perfect sense. What's going to happen is that we're going to roll, and if it lands on one of the nine, we, uh, we'll pick what... We're, that'll be what we're going to be reading in the next episode, because it's better than us saying, we're going to review whatever we want. Having it random is just a little more... It's a little more kick to it. And if it lands on 10, it's going to be my choice. And if it lands on 11, we roll again. And if it's 12, it is Zorro's choice. Yeah. So, you, you do the honors, sir. Okay. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Daddy, new parachute here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, come on. Oh, snake eyes. Number one. <laughs> and number one, one is... One, 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 Sorry. Number one. <laughs> one, one, one. You got snake eyes. Snake eyes. <laughs> so, so what is number one? Number one. Oh, damn. It's, well... It's a movie which is based on a really popular video game series. Kind of messed up video game series. Pretty bloody, too. So... Tron? No. Surprisingly, <laughs> Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Which was supposedly... Which was... I saw it in theaters. It was... From what I remember, it was a good movie. But, hey, we'll see. And then, according to our list, we have... Well, we'll have a couple of extra people on board. So we'll see what's going to happen. We should save that for the next episode. So either way, I think that's it for this episode... And this is our, my favorite quote for Monster Squad is... No? No, what do you mean, no? Well, Steve, but he doesn't count! Doesn't count! And this is your host, Zahn, and my favorite quote is gonna be... I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? I'm in the goddamn club, ain't I? Yeah, that's a great... Quote. Yep, so that's it for this episode of Spire Can Movie Review. We will see you next time, and as you know, we are gone, so... Now the wolf man too, the mummy and the gummer swimming in the pool. We
leaves in of a bush We need wooden sticks and all the stuff won't stop Cause they live on hate Speak some magic words from a virgin's lips Baby, that'll shake and make them slip and trip There's no turning back, gotta fight the fight Yeah, the monster squad's on a chance tonight Oh, no. 